Hello. Oh, hi, Merlin. Hi, Dan. How are you? Uh, what are you going to do? What are you, you going to do? What can you do? So you're back from the, um, the show floor. Daniel Patrick <laughs> Flaherty O'Connor O'Connor Benjamin. <laughs> Jesus Christ on a cracker. <laughs> yes, I'm back. And oh my God, the show floor this year was really good. Yeah. Well, you know, I me. liked your I breakfast like, that, that you got. Hmm? Oh, right. With my, uh, cause I love that odd walla that I get at Dob Dob. You going this year to Dob Dob? Yes. Dob Dob. Dob Dob. <laughs> Dob Dob. He's a free elf. <laughs> Daniel, I have to tell you, my friend. Yeah. Woof. You know, you know me. <laughs> um, I, about every other thing I have to say about Apple is the opposite of the previous thing I said about Apple. Okay. I'm so mad at Apple so much of the time. Who wouldn't be, right? Yeah, seriously. Who wouldn't that be? That place is a mess. It's a goddamn, godforsaken mess. <sighs> Boy, this OS is good. <laughs> are you speaking of iPad OS or are I'm speaking um, of both, my friend? Okay. Yes, I put I put my genitals completely into the jam jar yesterday. Oh my, oh my. Isn't the noise it made? And it said, Welcome. Oh nope, I'm not in on um uh the Mac. No, but on one on an iPad and my iPhone, mm -hmm. I had these things on. I'm going to say exactly one sentence and then we'll never speak of it again. I don't have an opinion about whether people should or shouldn't do this. Frankly, I don't care, but I did. And I would like to talk about that. Yeah. I would like to hear about it too. very much. I haven't, mm -hmm. I haven't used my iPad in so long, but I feel like it's time to dust it off and put something new on there. Um, I have not, uh, you know, okay. So, so I, I want to talk about this. Um, with some provisos. The provisos include that I only just did this yesterday. I did it on my phone, like actually after, um, after Twilight last night. And I don't mean the movie. I was going to say, I didn't know you were uh, mm -hmm. a fan. Yes. Twilight. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Um, but I did it on my iPad earlier. And I'm, uh, but I want to let go. The brackets for this are going to be, like I say, I don't want to talk about whether it's a good idea to do this or not. Let's, let's save that for another podcast. And, um, and, uh, and again, it's only been just a little while I've been using this. But from the standpoint of this show, my gosh, what an interesting convergence of uh, previous ideas and technologies are now being um, <laughs> foregrounded in the way that we use the OS, where, like, it, it was so wild to, like, get this thing going, especially on the phone. Well, in different ways, especially on the phone, especially on the iPad, because they, they do and don't have things um, different from the other. Right. Like you get emoji search on the phone, but not the iPad. You get um, hmm. you get that cool, whatever's called, app factory or app folders or app library. You get that on the phone, but not the iPad. Uh, obviously, you get kind of a, a more consequential use of widgets in the old-fashioned way on the iPad. But the way you can Android that stuff up now on the phone is very interesting. And mm -hmm. I would love to talk about that. I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, so prelude, a couple bits of prelude, because it's always prelude with me. Hmm. Um, one is that not too long ago, I got the fancy new, uh, I don't know what it's called, the case, the nice new case with the angle for the iPad. What's it called? Not the folio, but the smart. Yeah, the cover. the new thing that holds it up and you it. get the keyboard. It's like the names of Doctor Who episodes. It's do you like have I one of those things? Track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My big one. Um, it's not awesome on a smaller iPad, but boy, on a, on the big iPad, it's still a little cramp. But boy, is it ever great. Um, so much has improved over time with iPad. Magic Magic Keyboard. Yeah, there you go. Not to be confused with the, uh, with the Magic Keyboard. No, don't confuse those two. They're very different. One is the Magic Keyboard. The other one is known as the Magic Keyboard. Absolutely. absolutely. Don't it's get all, it's, confused. It's so important you not mix these things up. Very much in the way that you might want to watch um, Apple TV Plus in Apple TV on Apple TV. <laughs> um, but uh, that, 
so Gruber and I, I remember Gruber and I talking a while back about like these, at the time, sort of um, radical idea of using an external keyboard with an iPad and how, you know, at the time it wasn't that great for that. It was cool and a fun trick and almost kind of like a little secret a few years ago that you could do this. But there were things like, there was a bug that we both drove both of us crazy, which was a bug, a, an inefficiency, mm-hmm. where the main, the thing that you're going to be doing a lot, for example, with your iPad is using that search, using that spotlight search. Well, more on this with um, iPadOS 14 in a minute. But okay. for example, that's one of the most critical things that you can do. Command tab, I would say, and uh, command space to get to spotlight. But there was just, it was like an almost scientific, scientifically perfect amount of delay and lag where like you could chunk, like command space, comes up, you start typing, and it always missed the first letter of what mm-hmm, you typed. Mm-hmm, yes. Really frustrating. Flash forward, that all has gotten way better. And I got to say, coming up to the point of iOS 13 on the big iPad Pro with the fancy uh, something, something, uh, what's it called? Space keyboard? What's it called? Magic keyboard. Smart, mag- magic keyboard. It has been great. But now, so th- that's one bit of prelude, is like we've been coalescing toward a lot of interesting stuff for a while. Think about the way... We have those little lozenge-like buttons on your watch. Think about the way Control Center looks when you drag it down. Now imagine that being on your phone and your iPad with a lot more intelligence than we've previously seen really pushed forward. Um, The other bit of prelude, number two, was that I have not given much of a thought at all to WWDC this year just because of, you know, again, all of these things, but also just that, you know, it's not going to be live. It's not going to have the same sort of, you know, fanfare to it. Mainly I knew that, you know, I think Syracuse is taking his vacation time now and might as well do it during WWDC. Right. But that's mainly what I knew. Um, But then, it you know, it was coming on. I grabbed that new developer app. I was watching it on YouTube yesterday, and I was really the hope the presentations were odd, but what they had to show off, I thought was pretty impressive. So hmm, I'm really rambling. I just think it's it, what, what, what I would like to talk about today. I think is the it's the first time in a while that I've I've really felt like taking an idea from one part one platform and bringing it to another platform is not only sensible, but really a no-brainer. I mean, like what we saw of Catalyst mm-hmm. the last little while has not been very encouraging. No. The idea of trying to make the Mac more like iOS, oh God, please don't, please don't. Please please make iOS more like iOS and the Mac more like the Mac. That's why we have the two things. I don't, I don't need a- f- It I is always a- two things with you, Merlin. Has anyone ever told you that? We're saying with me, it's always two things. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, you know, I mean, there's a reason we have different screwdrivers, let alone that we have knives and lawnmowers. Like, they do different things. Yeah. And, like, that, let's not try to make one more like the other because that's the thing we like to make. So, you know, do you follow me, though? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, as a Mac fan, you seem, like, sort of especially sensitive to this idea, understandably, of, like, oh, you know, let's take all of these things that mostly work okay on iOS and let's make the Mac more like that. Looking at something, especially to me, like the Home app. I don't know. I think you're probably not very big on HomeKit stuff, but the Home app on a Mac has been embarrassing. Embarrassing to look at, difficult to use, just so misguided, really like like somebody's sophomore project. Just really, really bad. Down to the date picker, down to like the way the the differences in interface that make mostly make sense on iOS make no sense on a Mac. It just seems ridiculously lazy and dumb. And so, like, I have had pretty dampened hopes in general for how different pieces of the ecosystem might work together in ways that are actually extremely cool because past uh, past prelude. And, like, what we've had up till now has mostly been like, Ugh, no thanks. I don't want that. Yeah, I totally agree with you, especially when it comes to your comment about, you know, making iOS more like iOS and making the Mac more like the Mac. And for so long, we've heard from Apple and the story from Apple has always been, we do not want to have a touch screen on, on, on a Mac because that's, that's what an iPad is for. We don't want to mix these two metaphors. We don't want to have these two things in common. And yet they're doing, it would seem, literally everything else they can to make the Mac an iPad or vice versa, with the exception of the touchscreen. And I can tell you from having the Surface Pro and used other uh, PCs, you know, 
being able to touch the screen once in a while is actually pretty handy and it's pretty nice. Even if it's just mm-hmm. for something as simple as, you know, you want to scroll something, sometimes it's faster to just flick the screen uh, and sometimes to zoom in instead of, you know, holding down shift command plus or something. It's easier to just pinch and zoom. Little yeah. things like that really are nice in, in the interface. I sure do understand why people might not want it there. I can certainly understand Apple's stance on this, but it seems a little bit... A hypocritical is the wrong word, but it does seem a little weird that we're getting so much iOSification of macOS, but they won't give us the dough. We're not going to give you the touchscreen because that will give you a touch bar, but mm-hmm. we won't let you touch the screen because that's only for I, you know, operating systems that begin with the letter I, not OS, not macOS, because that's an M, not an I. <laughs> and it's like, if you're going to give us so many of these other conventions, there are a lot of things that I don't want to be off on too much of a tangent, but there are a lot of things that I thought they were bringing in to Mac OS that were wonderful things that were sort of discovered over on iOS. For example, the no- the way they're going to be doing notifications and other things on Mac OS to me, I really like that. I thought it was cool. Um, there are some things that they're doing overall. I love the look of the new user interface in Mac OS but I'm not really in love with a lot of the we're hiding things that you don't that you don't need until you need them. And you, when you mouse over them, they wake up and show up. They, really, they seem like they're almost embarrassed of the Mac. It does seem like it's like a weird stepchild in a, in a lot of ways like when it is. Like they're like they're ashamed. They like it seems like they're they it's the you know well, what are they used to say the mad woman in the attic. Like this is our <laughs> this is our beautiful daughter iOS over here and doesn't she have pretty bows in her hair? Right. And, and just pay no attention to the screeching in the attic. Right. That's old. That's old Mac. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Uh, a couple things. <laughs> um, so, um, I mean, one thing is like, I think there is a, a distinction that's nice to make between, um, and you really see this on the iPad right now. Um, there's a big difference between you have to do it this way and you could choose to do it this way. Okay. Yes. Which I think on the, it's pretty cool on the iPad. So I'm using the smart keyboard and of course that has the little mouse or touchpad affordance. It's just amazing. It's still, you know, I mean, if you want to use a laptop, use a laptop. But it is pretty cool that I can sit there. You know, there's some kinds of things I prefer. Again, I would prefer to do on this platform or that platform. And so sometimes when I'm sitting around with the family watching TV at night set up, I like using the little, you know, uh, the big iPad with the keyboard. Um, but like I said, I do think there's a difference. I, it's So just to be the beginning of a pivot here, when we say like, um, well, you know, you can't have a touchpad on your Mac because it doesn't start with an I or whatever, like you said, it's, it's also that like, that is, we're always sort of catching up with how we got to where we are and how we think about things. And so, you know, in the classic example, everybody's always using, or at least I'm always using, science fiction always looks like the, a futuristic version of a current device yeah whatever is the current trending way we use a computer science fiction will take that and say it's smaller and lighter and more portable and that's that's the answer they give us you know that's captain kirk's little compact that he that he was he talks on or you know a space telephone like it's a telephone in space it's a space oven or whatever and it's like but that's not how actual um actual technology evolves because there's you know, you have your own idea, sort of a fixed point in time about what this thing is for, how you would use it and how to make it look, you know, put some aluminum foil on it and, you know, make it look like it's from the future. But that's not how it actually happens. So the pivot here is we're also, I think, constantly learning and relearning how people actually use these things, even, yes, even at Apple, where, I mean, a great example here is the watch. Like there was a bunch of ideas about how people would use Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. Some of which I think were kind of a no-brainer. Like, oh, yeah, people want to use this for some fitness stuff. But like, yeah, but it's also really important. We have a dedicated button for getting you to your MySpace, like, top friends ring. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Yes. Remember initially the bottom button, whatever that button's called, was to take you to this, like, hey, contact the people. Right. Here's here's the people that I know best. And they dropped that like some fast, hot garbage because that sucked and was dumb and a total waste of a hardware button. Give me a break. Right. And then you continue to see evolutions, though. I mean, it's wild. I was um, messing around with the idea yesterday of putting it onto an older phone of mine and then thought better of it 
or worse of it and thought, well, why not just ruin my current phone? But it was interesting because I powered up my old, I want to say 7S and the big boy. And uh, I still really do like that button. I got to say, I mean, I, if I had my druthers, I would still pick touch ID over face ID. I was just saying that to a friend of mine the other day. Absolutely. A thousand percent. Until it gets as fast as my (laughs) Apple boot looking friends claim it is until it gets truly that fast. And I don't have to wear a mask. I would just prefer as somebody who lives in a temperate area where I do not need to wear gloves, I would love to have just have touch ID. Anyway, the thing is, though, so what I'm trying to get at is that, um, setting aside the Mac for a second, just the way you use an iPad, like you just said a few minutes ago, how you never use an iPad, but I assume you still use your iPhone a lot. Right? All, the, all the time. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I love, there's things I love about the iPhone and, you know, those, those things for me still come down to why I like iOS better than I like Android uh, is that the integration is better. The applications look better. They're more consistent. I feel like they're more trustworthy. And, um, you know, for, for me, the form factor, the phone, they're all small now. They're all thin. They're all light. They all have pretty good cameras. So like that's interchangeable for me. The hardware is less important nowadays. I think the hardware on a lot of phones, and yes, it's been a little while since I've been on an Android phone as an experiment. But I'm still please on an do, iPhone do not, 10. Unless you choose to, do not feel any pressure to bring Android into this conversation. When people say things like, that's been on Android for years, I say, well, you know, well, it might as well have been on Jupiter for years. Why right, would it doesn't I matter. Need, why would I care? Why would I need to know that? If it's not on, if it's not in the ecosystem to which I am, for better or worse, uh, Married committed, to, right? Yeah. Why, why, why would it? Okay. You get, wow. You win this one. Guess you got me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really cool. You get that on your Android phone. That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. awesome. You could also pee in a coffee can, but I'd rather use the bathroom. <laughs> no, I mean, but you're right. I mean, any port in a storm, Dan. I'm not made of stone. No, you're right. And I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> going to go in that direction. I was simply saying. But you're you know, expected like, to. You have to. There has to be this giant novelty size asterisk where you go, oh, sorry, Android. Android <laughs> had, uh, you know, uh, widgets on the home screen for X number of years. Now, well, it's so good. Now, now we have them on iOS too. Cool. Whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's, it's. They're there. That's good. Let's evaluate it based on what we have. But my, my point is simply, I, I believe still that when it, when it comes to computing devices of any kind, whether it's a, a tablet, a phone, a computer, Apple makes the best stuff. They still make the best stuff and their stuff integrates with the other stuff that they make really, really well. And when you make the switch to Android or if you're staying on Android, what you're actually saying is, my phone is an island and people are going to say, well, no, not if you use the Google ecosystem and whatever, that's fine. You're right. You can, you can have these things play pretty nicely together, but unless if you're willing to, as, as you've done, as I've done, and a lot of people have done, if you really embrace the Apple ecosystem, it's a pretty nice unified tied together experience. And it's, it's the difference between having something that you're bolting on as a technology versus something mm-hmm. that's meant to work together. And so that's the benefit. And the downside is sometimes they make changes that we don't necessarily love. Um, and that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but like when you say, for example, that you, you like to use your phone device mm-hmm. and don't find much use right now for the tablet device. I think that reflects the different ways the different things we need out of things. Also, you're probably mostly at home these days and you probably have access to a laptop there mm-hmm. um, where you don't need an iPad in the same way. Like for me, if I'm going to go take a nap on the, on my couch, I, uh, I frequently will bring the iPad along and look at that. Anyway, all different things. I, this is really, really going on. Um, so what made me want to do this? Lots made me want to do this. Um, I watched some of the, whatever that was, that odd Paul Verhoeven movie they shot in Cupertino. <laughs> I did watch some of that yesterday before I recorded with Roderick. My God, what a dystopian future that would be to live inside this spaceship where suddenly you do a whip pan and they play exciting nineties action music. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. weird. It's weird. Anyway, they did, they did. I'm sure they did the best they could. By the way, how, did you see that lady with the wheelchair? Did you see her boss wheelchair? I looked at that and I thought, what is that? that is, is the, the coolest, coolest? Oh like my professor god! Professor X wheelchair. Exactly oh my god. what I was thinking. Professor X is the first thing I thought, and then I'm like, wait, and and um, 
Maybe uh, she just wants to be comfortable. No, I think that's her mobility device. And some, it's super cool. Someone said to me after it, she said, you know, she's like, Apple should in, screw cars. They should be making wheelchairs. Yeah, right. right I don't like think Gene Apple Kamen. made that one, but it's awesome. Johnny insisted. <laughs> It'd be so hard to be friends with Johnny Ive. Oh my gosh. I, I hope you'll forgive my asking. Would you mind terribly if I made you a wheelchair? Excuse me? I would like to make you a wheelchair. <laughs> right. Here in my white room. I've taken the liberty like... of producing one for you. It <laughs> pulls off a sheet. <laughs> You're already sitting in it. It's already got some and you will never get out. Let me make you a new one. It has an orange button and no one knows why. Um... <laughs> So uh, those clamps are to keep you secure, not to trap you in the space. (laughs) (laughs) All of your needs will be met right here. Listen, listen, you may leave here anytime that you, anytime that you please. You're free. You're free to leave. (laughs) But I'd prefer that you not. Right. You will live down here in my cellar with my clowns. (laughs) Everything Um. (laughs) you need can be brought in. Expedited. (laughs) It's like Beauty and the Beast. With Johnny Ive. Right. Anything you want will be provided for you. Provided it is white and flawless, like your porcelain skin, like the skin of my clowns. I will tell you what you want. (laughs) This has to be made. Okay, let's get through this. God damn it. Let's get through this. Uh Um, So uh, I saw a bunch of cool stuff, and it was like, this is one of, you know, I really do like the... The, I don't know if it's a TikTok or whatever the hell you want to call it, um, but I do love the like, let's just make this more cool and fun and stable and we don't need to reinvent the entire like way everything looks, at least on iOS, they're not changing, they're not changing some things, but like. Not it's really, right? It's, it, looks, you, it looks basically the same. Yeah, you know, when you fire it up, it looks like the same thing that you're used to. And, you know, again, I'm when, when, there's so many things I just don't notice, Dan. I mean, I'm not... All of my senses are so blunted at this point. I, I just don't notice anything. Where someone's like, oh, this person's using a different mic. And I'm like, are they? Like, that could be a different person. And I wouldn't know the difference. So visually, but um, but all kinds of just little things. And so I've been talking to uh, uh, my text buddy, Alex, about this. We've gone back and forth because we both are the idiots who will, like, jump into these things pretty quickly. And we like to, you know... I don't know, sort of uh, play, play doctor with each other <laughs> with new technologies to go like, oh, let's do the thing and we'll do the messaging thing together. There's all kinds of little things that interested me. Little, dumb, unnecessary stuff. Like I was interested in the idea of messages now having the potential to be threaded. I was interested in the idea of messages, you know, because again, messages is, is a very good app that has a lot of room for improvement, mm-hmm. I, I think. And not, not improvement, but enhancement. And so, like, I was excited to the idea that you can now put your own photo or image or emoji uh, on a group text. I've been wanting that for a really long time. Yeah. So much stuff that I've wanted for a really long time is available now. So I dove in. First, I put it on the big iPad. And like I say, later, I put it on the iPhone. And um, maybe this would be a point for me to take a breath and you tell me about something you like. Sure. I would love to tell you all about Zendesk. Zendesk. Zen. Weren't we, were we just here, Dan? I guess that it was because we recorded on Friday. We, we, were we just did. Here. We did. We recorded a, um, a later show last week, and then we're recording the regular uh, time today. Last two shows have been about hot dogs yep. and depression, mm-hmm. respectively. <laughs> well, today uh, we're talking about hot Zendesk. Dogs Zen and depression. Desks. <laughs> So let me tell you about Zendesk. Zendesk is what they call in their terms a service-first CRM company. They build software that is designed to improve customer relationships. And I think a lot of people are using Zendesk now um, because they have really, really great help desk software, if I can call it that. Their software makes it possible for people who are using your software, your application, your program... Maybe even not a program. Maybe you just want to provide help desk software for a real life thing. Who knows what it is? They make that so easy. They, they, and you know, right now things are a little weird, right? It's, it's hard to keep up with your customers. It's hard to be sure uh, that you can interact with them in a way that's helpful. And that's what Zendesk really does. In fact, they have something they're offering our listeners right now, a six-month complimentary remote support bundle. So this comes with all the essential tools that you and your team needs to stay agile and keep connected with your customers by email or phone or chat or a community forum, a help center, social media. And the nice thing is it takes hours, not days, not even weeks to get up and running. One of my favorite things about Zendesk, and I've used Zendesk 
Zendesk a lot for many, many, many years in my own business. And of course, to interact with customer companies that, that I, I pay for their software is they have a wonderful knowledge base and it's searchable. We were able to cut down on so many support tickets uh, when we were using this that it was uh, it was astounding. I would see, okay, we get a support ticket that would come in and we'd see it three, four, five times and say, you know what? just going to make a help desk article for this. Then instead of people having to ask us the question, they would be able to start typing in, you know, let's say they were wondering how to support their podcast eyes, submit their podcast iTunes. They could start typing in, how do I, or just type in iTunes. It's going to find the relevant articles. You think this is pretty basic. It's because it's really hard to do this, but Zendesk brings that kind of discoverability of your information out. People can see it. They can use it. And they're actually going to cut down on the time that you spend doing support. They've thought of everything and, uh, and they have really, really great support themselves. It doesn't matter if you're a company of one or if you've got a dozen support agents or more, they know how to make this work. And it works really, really well with so many different applications. There are so many apps and integrations that you can bring into this. You can tell them a fan of Zendesk. Go check them out. Special URL for you to visit Zendesk.com slash back to work. You will get a free six month remote support bundle if you go there. One more time, it's Zendesk, Z E N D E S K, Zendesk.com slash back to work. And thanks very much to them for making this show possible. Thanks, Zendesk. Buck, buck. Oh boy. All right. Um, boy, where to start here? Uh, I'm not very prepared for this. Those are my favorite. Kind of winging it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, you know, but I'm enthusiastic. Um, I don't have my iPad right exactly in front of me. So let me talk about the phone for a minute and we'll mm-hmm. maybe come back to the iPad. Mm-hmm. Hmm. How do I put this? So all that blathering before about kind of borrowing uh, themes and functionality from different parts of different platforms. Um, it was so fascinating to me, like when I got this, so first I put, like I said, first I put it on the iPad and I was bummed that it didn't have that app library thing on there. Cause I was like, Oh, that looks perfect for me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. In particular, because mm-hmm. I'm such a uh, Merlin. What's the app library. Okay. Suit. So, um, <laughs> funny, funny thing. Well, for, okay, so what App Library is, is this, how do you describe this? It's a way when you flip to the last page of apps on your phone, mm-hmm. you'll see this weird thing where it graphically, sort of like the way iTunes used to show you if you were managing your apps on via iTunes, you see these thumbnails of all the pages of your iPhone's apps. And it's such a funny cave or capitulation or just brilliant Gordian knot cutting to say, hey, you know these 10 pages of apps you never use? I mean, what do you do? If you're me, let's be honest, I use 12 apps, Mm -hmm. mostly three apps. What is on all of those pages? It's all of the apps that I have maintained over the years and in total contravention of my own good advice to never save, never organize something you shouldn't even save, what do I do? I put them in folders. Mm-hmm. So now they're buried. I have entire rooms of my house just filled with apps with big bevels on them because, oh, no, I might need it someday. I'm an app hoarder. But it does not help that it's a pain in the ass to get rid of these things. With the jiggling, I mean, Syracuse has talked about this. Everybody's talked about this. It's like it's a real pain in the ass, and you got to hit the target exactly right to create a new folder, and be careful where you drop it, because now it lives in that folder, and then you got to go back and get out of the mode, and it's a real pain in the ass. But you know what they did? They have app library, and so guess what? Now, <laughs> you could say, uh, you know, all those pages and pages and pages of apps, you, you don't even need to look at those. Just select all of those you don't want to see anymore. <laughs> It's so weird. It's so un-Apple-like to do this. Do you follow? If you got 10 pages full of apps and folders of apps and apps and apps and apps, but you only really use a few, you don't even have to move anything to do this. You could just go in and say, I want, uh, what's it called, Springboard? What's, yes. What do you call yeah, Springboard the, the, Zero? The launcher, yes. I'm declaring Springboard Zero. I declare bankruptcy. And so you say, that's it, I'm done. I don't want to see any pages of apps anymore because what, I mean, think about that terrible scenario where you like spend an okay amount of time getting your first, you know, 
uh, page to your home screen of apps kind of the way you want mostly. I Frankly, I don't care because why? Because I almost always use Spotlight to get to an app. I almost always, you know, I, I get there other ways. But then what happens? You get something new. Like I've been doing all this video stuff. So I've got all these apps that I need. And where are they? They live on the last page right. because that's where there was space to drop them. It's very, very stupid and frustrating. So what do you do? App library starts with you going in and saying, you know what? I think I don't want to see any of these pages anymore. Make them all go away. And by, but of course, now you panic. And you say, well, what will replace that? Well, one thing that will replace that is now you have this thing I've wanted forever, Dan Benjamin. What? How, Dan Benjamin, how long have I said, hey, guys, how hard would it be to come up with a way to just always group a so sort of like the way you, like a smart playlist let's call it a smart folder on your phone this is what you uh, say I mean, every, every morning at breakfast every together. morning i <laughs> say why can't i just have a smart folder mm-hmm. where like i don't care where this stuff lives out in the world i want to an alias or a symbolic link or whatever it is to appear in a folder of let's say the apps i just use more than any other the 80 20 apps that i use so much they're just i need them all the time how about another folder of things I've recently added? Hey, guess what? That's not going to be stuck on a back page anymore. It now lives in this little virtual directory that I can get to. That's really cool. But then, like, let's get a little, a little further. Like, the promise of Siri for the last two years has been, hey, I got your back. I am increasingly going to learn how you like to use your stuff and, you know, how you like to run your life. And I'm going to try and offer truly helpful suggestions in context, you know, that it's going to make life easier for you. <clears throat> so guess what? You also can get, show me apps that uh, it thinks I want to use right now. And it's gotten real good at this. Uh, it, not real good, but it's gotten f- way further with this. So I'm going to App Library. I don't want to send you this because I, I don't like people talking to me about my screen. But so you can imagine in, in uh, two columns... Um, you've got suggestions, you got another folder called recently added, another called social productivity, test flight, lifestyle, entertainment, utilities, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Other. Um, and it bubbles up the ones you use the most so that when you look at this, uh, ad hoc dynamic folder, you're going to see, uh, four icons for apps or icons for apps or folders, depending on what you use the most. Are you getting this? Yes. So it knows I look at the deliveries app pretty often. It knows I just looked at the app for my segue. So that pops right up and you don't even have to dive into the folder. You just click right on that little thing. But guess what? We're not done. So that's great. That's app library. I can't wait to see what you do with this. But let's also talk about the improvements to search, which is huge. I'm not going to say overdue. I'm not going to say finally. I'm just going to say thank you. <laughs> why, why, is, why is there so much stuff on your phone that just takes over, darkens, and blurs the entire screen. Receiving a call. Yes. Um, getting to Siri. Doing a search. Any of those things. Like, why do we, is there, is there some reason, in retrospect, it makes me wonder if it started as a technical consideration to, re- I don't know. But why does it blur out and, and in blacken to do all of these things? Like, why does it have to take over my whole screen? Well, guess what? It doesn't anymore. Mm-hmm. So now, when you do the little pull down to get to search... First thing I see up there is Siri suggestions, and that's all the apps. Siri, stop. Suggestions, <laughs> and that's all S I R I suggestions. It's things apps that it thinks that I want to use based on like when I do things. Below that, it's got specific tasks that it knows I tend to do this time of day. I love this. Give me more of this, please, and thank you. And now when I go here, but when I go here to search, I'm not stuck with that totally blacked out screen. So if I say S-A-F-A, Ari, that will get me into there. If I pull down to that, that takes me to there. It's just, it's a lot cooler. And if Mm -hmm. you say S-I-R-I, it no longer takes over your whole screen. You just get this pretty blooming S-I-R-I icon that lights up at the bottom of the screen to let you know that it's listening. What I'm trying to say is that if you, we we started with... um, in whatever, 2008 or whatever it was, we started with, okay, here's some apps. I guess it would be later than that. But whenever apps became the thing, the sweet solution, (laughs) um, 
we had apps and there were so many apps that did a thing. You get this one that gives you a mustache. You get this one to drink a beer. You the get fart, don't forget the fart app. Fart noises. Yep, yep. You're going to want the flashlight app. And you have all these different things. And you have this uh, level app or that level app. This is not, I'm, I'm not presenting this as a healthy thing because it's far from a healthy thing. But in the same way that I look at way fewer websites than I did 15 years ago, think about the age of blogs. Even with RSS, how many different top-level domains you went to every day? Oh, yeah. I went to like 50, 60 different sites a day. And now, I mean, my journey into the web very frequently starts with maybe four sites. I don't think that's crazy healthy. And I think it reflects the unhealthiness of the world and my ecosystem. But in practical terms, I don't need all those apps. I mean, I don't need to save every single app for every little single dumb thing. In the same way that I wouldn't keep the CDs for the drivers for a printer from exactly no, and i call those like the just in case apps or those unique mm-hmm. apps like how how often am i flying southwest nowadays well oh dear me know, that's one, such a good example one, once that's in a while once a year maybe less but when i need it i need it you know when i need that app and i don't want to have to reinstall you don't stuck it on a plane <laughs> not being able to watch your dumb movie on the united Ex- app. exactly but think about all this. So that is such an interesting, like to me, social psychology example of like loss aversion where you're like, well, I'm ready to be dumb for years because of the chance that I might need to be smart once. <laughs> and like, well, I don't know, man. Like I've been thinking about like how much I continue to act like somebody who travels, how I still have my travel box with my travel clothes and my travel things and right. my, my stalwart dedication to never under any circumstances break into my second set of cables that are only for travel. And I was like, wait, who am I, what, what, whose hero am I trying to be? This is weird. I'm not going to travel anytime soon. <laughs> I mean, we, we're going to rent a miniature RV for three days. And that's the, that is the amount of vacation that my anxiety could tolerate right yeah, now. Yeah, really. Anyhow, you see what I'm saying though, right? Absolutely. And so that all, what is that? So what does that also create? That creates things like, oh, that big, um, you got the box of fairly recent cables and bricks that you might need. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, you're not sure what it's for, but then you also still have, you know, you know, the really, really big box that the old Mac came in, the really, really big box with all those scuzzy 25 scuzzy 50s in it. Zip and jazz. Like, why are you, what are you doing with that? Not you in particular, but me in particular. Why would I save all those things? So now guess where we are now? We have now arrived, as of yesterday, we have arrived at a future where my phone has never felt more focused on being the source of the thing that I need to use right now. Mm-hmm. Because I've got these crazy widgets. These widgets are fantastic. We haven't really talked about the widgets per se. But this is the thing. There's also more and more blurring of what, what means widget. Like in one case, um, so right now at the top of my um, home screen, not in the widget area off to the left, but the, at the top of my iPhone home screen, I have what's called, a, I think it's called a smart stack. And that's where you can flip through all of these things that it think you thinks you might find interesting right now. Kind of like the Siri. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've ever done a podcast with John Roderick, but he 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 just speaks freely with his his donguses mm-hmm. on the show, mm-hmm. and then I I am the one who gets to hear about that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, everyone. If you have the S I R I watch face on your Apple Watch, not my favorite, but a very interesting idea because I think it wasn't really quite ready for prime time. But the S I R I watch face on your Apple Watch, was going to do its best to bubble up the thing you didn't know you needed to know about. Or the thing you didn't want to... I want to give this... I want to be a French waiter. I want to give this to you before you realize you want it. Mm. Right? That's that's the classic French service, is you don't notice anybody working there, and yet food appears and plates disappear, and no one ever asks you if you're enjoying your meal. They just take care of you. Mm-hmm. That's what SIRI watch face is. And I feel like we're getting closer right now. So at like I said, at the top of the screen right now, what do I get? I have a very unflattering picture of Eric Trump. I have a, a couple series suggestions of functionality, not just apps, but specific check my next delivery and deliveries because it knows I have deliveries coming today. Oh, this picture of Eric Trump is very unflattering. Uh, featured photo. It's got some reminders. So what I'm doing is at the top, I'm flipping through. It's the full width of, I'm sorry, this is going to sound so dumb when everybody has this soon, but it's at the top of my home screen, and it's all a bunch of stuff that I'm probably going to want to get to. My uh, my recent notes from the Notes app. Stocks. I don't know why it thinks I want stocks. 
I don't own anything, Dan. I was just saying, aren't you? Literally. Aren't you still day trading all the time? Oh, are you kidding me? I was down on the show floor <laughs> yesterday. I had my vest on and I was doing this. And I'm like, oh, I was rubbing my face because what a day for the markets. Oh, oh the no, markets. My songs. <laughs> um, here's a map with things on it. Here is my calendar. Uh, and that's all just there. I could also just uh, swipe over to, uh, here's what I'm trying to say. I have a way in through little widgety things and affordances like that. I have a way in through ser- the series smarts of, uh, ah, <laughs> Dan, in the future, it's going to be so important that we name these things in such a way that it's not the hell word. That's no, I really know. Bad. I know the, the, you know, I think the Amazon echo is smart in that they used a different default word. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. You got to roll with um, it. You just got to roll with it. Yes. Anyway, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, we, we don't have to go on the entire time about this, but I'd like to return to this, uh, you know, at the appropriate time to just sort of look at where we are. What are some of the other things that uh, were really grabbing me? What about app that clips? Me, did you care? Did you notice those? Was that interesting that to you? That is still on my list to figure out how that works. Dan, tell our audience about app, app, the, the very interesting idea of app clips. Uh, well, so the interesting idea of app clips is... I guess this is, is this an NFC inspired thing? The way that this, the, 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 the example they gave is perhaps the ultimate example, which is like, I, I, I when we go somewhere, like we never, hmm, I don't want to say we never use parking meters, but the parking meters that we do use in San Francisco, you all treat the same way. You can, you have a prepaid card. You could, I, I despise using my actual physical credit card for all kinds of health and identity reasons. I do not like putting that into random holes on the street. Um, but like we went to Santa Cruz last year, we had to like, you have to use, it's not, I memory serves by the beach boardwalk. I think that all the parking meters are not, not only no cash, but I believe you actually have to use a specific app, mm-hmm. but that's a very good example of, do you want to have on your phone all the time, like every app for every conceivable parking service in the world? Probably <laughs> right, not. Probably so not. What's what's a cool solution to that is just get you the part of that app that you need to just do that thing. Right. And so the, the way I understand it is, and of course I have absolutely not used this in real life, but the way they showed it and what I've read about it afterwards is that this, this can work with NFC. So if you're close to a certain place or a, uh, in your case, a parking meter or a store mm-hmm. or something like that. Or if you use a QR code that you could scan, or if you go to a web page that has a smart app banner for an app clip or in a, in messages that someone can send you or a place card, if you're using the maps app, in other words, there's lots of different situations. It's, it's like you can essentially you download a miniature version of the app that you want to use in that specific situation you can it it sort of shows up on your phone you can use it to maybe pay for the thing that I, that seems like mostly what you're going to do is checking yeah, but in I mean, somewhere I paying. Be like a what if it's something like you're outside the ticketmaster if, if there's anyone left when we have public events again it's outside if you get like brown brown paper bag tickets or you right. get some other like third party vendor and maybe that's the kind of thing where you say okay well you know hey you just came to the comedy show if you want to buy a ticket just tap your phone here that's going to have put this sub 20 megabyte securely put this sub 20 megabyte applet on your phone and right. then you'll be able to do, you know something like right. that and it, <clears throat> and like it an slides, draft house kind of thing maybe. yeah exactly and it slides up in the like the bottom third or, or half of the screen and then you can interact with it in the way that you need to maybe you're paying something maybe you're opening yeah, the app your yeah. thing you you do something and then when you're done with it and this is the part that makes it cool is that you've now done the thing that you wanted to do and then that app goes away and you don't have to, you can then choose to install it if you want right then it prompts you to do you want to install this it's and not have it. It's Wagner baseball card. You don't need to save it. Right. And then it goes <laughs> away and, and it it's gone. It doesn't need to become part of the hoarder's pile. <laughs> That's right. And I thought this was really, really yeah. interesting and really totally. smart. And uh, because, you know, this, this to me resolves that issue that we mentioned before of like an airline thing. Like, I might just want to check in uh, and get my boarding pass, but I don't like want to have the app on my phone all the time. That's probably not the best example, but that's an example. 
Um, and I like, I like that. And I like the idea that this is a thing that it gives you the opportunity to use the app in the way that you need to use it right then without having to go through the whole process of installing a thing and configuring it and then maybe deleting it when you're done. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, me too. Me too. I haven't, there's a couple things. Do you, do you have one more thing? I do. I do. I do. Would you like to tell me about that? I would tell you about fields. I would tell you about fields. Fields is something you must know. No, tell me about it. Well, uh, if if you're experiencing stress, a lot of people are right now, especially anxiety. Maybe you're having chronic pain. Maybe you're working out and training and you have have some kind of pain or stress in your life. If you're having trouble sleeping at least once a week, you are not alone. A lot of us, including me, are having a lot of these things. So what do you do about it? You can try CBD. And if you're going to try CBD, I think you should try Feels. Feels is my CBD brand of choice. I love it. And let me explain what it is. I'm sure you've heard about CBD. This is a premium CBD and it is delivered directly to your doorstop. This is made not from the kind of CBD that has uh, like it doesn't have any THC in it. So that means you're not going to get high from it. Uh, which is nice, unless you want to get high, in which case you shouldn't be looking at CBD. This is not to get high. There is no hangover with this. There's no addiction with this. Feels uh, is a CBD that works naturally, and it's just going to help you feel better. It reduces stress, reduces anxiety. It can help with pain, and it helps with sleeplessness. That's originally why I started taking CBD, is I found that I just needed something that would help me sleep, but that wasn't going to be one of these like oppressive drugs. It wasn't going to be addicting. It wasn't going to be anything like that. And it really, really improved sleep quality for me. And that's what led me to try it for other things too. Like after I would go to the gym, you're sore after you go to the gym. I noticed that after I took the CBD, that got a little bit better. And because it doesn't like knock you out or put you to sleep or anything. You can take it after a workout and still be productive and still, you know, have a, have a regular day. If you're new to CBD, they have a C, this is pretty cool, a free CBD hotline, or you can text message them to get, to get support and they will help you pick the kind of CBD that it's the right strength for you because everybody's different for one person. They might need a lot. You might need a little, they also have this little flight of CBD that you can order that allows you to test it out. It's very cool. It helps me tremendously, and I think it could help you too. You can become a member by going to feels, F-E-A-L-S, feels.com slash back to work. You'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. And this, what's wonderful about being a member is that they send it to you automatically. You won't run out. You set up how frequently you want it delivered to you. It's delivered to your door. You save money on every order and you can pause it or cancel it at any time. It's no problem. I'm always a little leery of, well, I don't know if I'm going to want this all the time. Mm -hmm. That's not the case with them. You're in complete control over it, and it's super easy to do it. And nothing's worse when you find something that's supportive of you, that that helps you, and then you start running out and running low. You don't, you're like, oh no, I got to order it. What if I run out? Not an issue with them. Feels.com slash back to work. This is really great. And uh, I think it might help you, especially now. So go check it out. Thanks very much to Feels for making this show possible. Thanks, Feels. Buck, buck. They kept talking about um, uh, the president's rally in Tulsa last Saturday. Yes. And it's the. the you were, you were there for that, right? You were on the. On yeah, the floor I was on the reporting well. from the show floor in my, in my stock vest. <laughs> Thanks. Um, it was at um, Bank of Oklahoma what was it Bank of Oklahoma but it was spelled Bach B-O-K all caps <laughs> and I had to keep seeing that over and over and thinking like that's the best thing ever <laughs> um, how about we do uh, wrap this up with a whistle stop of some outstanding issues and some odds and sods about the uh, OS stuff love it good let's do it Boy, this has been this has been really excruciating, hasn't it? No, I love this kind of show. This no, is my favorite. Don't. I do. You're I truly do. As, no. as, as the late Kurt Vonnegut said, uh, th- thank you for your sweetly faked attention. I would move to doing only this kind of stuff on the show, but I know that w- no one else. Wants oh, you that. like it? You want you want to pivot to technology? Let me just make a tech show. Tech coverage. Mm-hmm. Tech tech headlines. Tech news. You know, we just tech, cut tech, every tech. single announcement. We do a show about it. Whatever it is. 
Welcome back to Tectonic with Dan and Merle. Tectonic. Tectonic. Tectonic plate spinning. What? I think I'm having a stroke. Cold open. Um, hello. Uh, here's some things I wrote down uh, that I wanted to look at. Um, first of all, my daughter, whom I love, uh, has apparently lost all of the Apple pencils. So oh, no. I'm still scouring for... Uh, the Gen 2 Apple Pencil, because guess what the iPad does? The Newton, the Newton feature. It's Newton. <laughs> it looks good on Newton. <laughs> it does Newton things now. Scribble, scribble, scribble. It's not graffiti, but uh, that would be a palm. Right. Uh, but palm. anyway, it's got scribble, scribble. You you write. Boy, this, this was a pretty bananas part of the weird Verhoeven presentation yesterday. So wild uh, when the woman, I guess, she seems to be an Asian American person who I believe is married to a Chinese speaking person and she's just whipping through this like oh here's here's me writing oh I'm writing 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 I'm writing in English and oh look at that I could circle that and it chooses this and it turns it into text and you're like what and she's like I'm trying to learn Chinese and I wouldn't impress my husband so da -da -da -da. she starts writing in uh, Chinese and that turns into letters too and it just knows that, that I mean that's wild and guess what it can identify that this part of the thing right here is text and this part is uh is is a drawing like a sketch and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It knows the difference. And it's able to constrain shapes again, like um, like Newton, but like lots of things in the past. You could say like, oh, you know, even OmniGraph will draw me a five-sided five star, you know, or whatever. It'll do that. Um, and then what was the other thing with the pencil? Oh, you can now, if you're using, if you're in pencil mode, which, I mean, which is not a thing, but like, if you're just like, oh, I'm, I'm having fun with my pencil tonight. It's just me. I'm having some <laughs> drinks and I'm penciling on my iPad. <laughs> Yee! It's really cool. I'm turning pages and I'm doing things. And it's sort of like the old days when you first real discovered rubber banding and you just go doink, uh -huh, doink, uh -huh. doink. <laughs> Look at the way it moves. Doink, doink. It's just fun to use a pencil. Well, guess what? You get to a form field. You can just handwrite in the form field and it turns it into text. I love it. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'll use it. It was one of those things like message stickers where I like, I'll probably use it for almost half an hour, but you know, uh, it's fun. It's fun. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Maps has seen some improvements. Uh, between maps and the watch, there's a lot for athletes and fitness inclined people to like. Yes. I, I love the new thing in maps where they're going to help you find a bike path. Like in my neighborhood, that would be like 20th Ave is the bike path. It's the one street, the idiotically straight grid street. Hell of a town to decide to just put a grid on. Really makes no sense. But 20th Ave is less hilly than any other one. It is the designated bike path and it would be able to guide you. It would also be able to say, hey, if you don't mind carrying your bike up a few steps, you could save yourself a lot of time. That's really smart. Um, as is frequently highlighted by our friend, Dr. Drang, you know, it would, it's, it's cool that this exists. It's a little bit misleading to always use San Francisco as the example, because of course it's San Francisco. That's like the closest interesting, large ish photogenic city. Yes. San Jose is bigger. It's not very photogenic email Dan. But, you know, there's all kinds of stuff where you, we get stuff first here for like a million reasons. Yeah. But yeah, if you live in, um, I don't want to say his town, but outside Chicago, uh, you know, you're not going to get the same map information. And they, they really should be clearer about that. Anyway, maps. Today, I will be in receipt of my, f not my first, but a new HomeKit compliant camera. Because mm. guess what? what? HomeKit now does a bunch of the stuff that you used to have to turn to um, vendor software for. So mm -hmm. in the past, we've we've had, and I, I don't, I wish I knew then what I know now about Ring doorbells and Nest being acquired by Google. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like our Nest camera is cool. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty good camera. One reason I like it is it's pretty unobtrusive. It will allow you to um, the software finally got updated to where it can hang upside down and be out of the way. It does face recognition pretty well. It does, it does all the things. It's got zones. So I could say like, you know, send me alerts if it's something that happened outside. Don't send me an alert if it's something that happened inside. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That kind of stuff is really handy. But I, I mean, I'm not frantic about it, but I have not particularly loved the fact that I have all of this 
you know, hardware from companies I increasingly trust less and less in the house. Um, and this is not to say that I super trust Arlo a million times more, but it's more that to be a HomeKit compliant camera, it's my understanding that you have to have some pretty good precautions to keep it in your pants. Like you, you can't be sending crap to all the different clouds right. so much. So like the lizard camera we used to have for watching our lizard went straight to like an <laughs> SD card. That's funny how, Dan. He's a very sweet, precious boy. Lizard. Yeah, last night he did that thing again where he doesn't understand transparency. So he just keeps bumping his head into the coffee table. Dunk. Has Dunk. he done the hibernation Dunk. thing recently where he stops eating and goes into a coma? No, he continues to poop, but no, he's shedding right now. And it's looking like his tail might come off like a one large oversized, you know, crepe. Will you keep it? <laughs> yes. If I don't eat it first. So the Arlo camera um, works with HomeKit. So the new HomeKit, oh, HomeKit now does a bunch of that stuff I used to need Nest for. Nice. But I didn't want Nest for. It does the recognition. Again, you guys all saw this if you saw the uh, presentation, but I'm very excited about that. I'm going to set that up today. I got the RI. If you want to put this in notes, I know you like your affiliate links. Arlo Pro 3. <laughs> you get two cameras for 400 and some bucks. And uh, it's very well reviewed by places that I trust. So I'm I'm excited about that. I mean, and, and so what'll that, did you see, the, did you watch the whole thing? Yes. Yesterday? Yes. So you saw like, for example, now it can do stuff like it can do the system, the big, the big computer in your house can now do stuff like say, okay, your Arlo camera has recognized it's the mailman with the cool hat that you like, the nice guy with the goatee. It's that guy. I don't know his name. He's hat guy. He's hat guy and he's that guy. And so I could have, <laughs> when, that, when he, is, he is seen by the Arlo, it will be able to do things like announce, I think on Apple TV, but definitely on HomePod, like, hey, cool hat mailman's outside. That's kind of neat. Yeah, it knows and, and it can learn. And um... Well, yeah. And I mean, like you see that advertised in like those, those terrible packages you get from Comcast or Xfinity and like, oh boy, I super don't want that information passing through Comcast. But yes. anyway, um, that's neat. That's one. It's excited about HomeKit. Also new adaptive lighting where with uh, basically what I'm, what I'm seeing with HomeKit is that more and more stuff that you used to only get via something like the Hue, the Philips Hue app is now built into HomeKit. It's going to do more to suggest automations when you uh, connect a new device. Very cool stuff like that. One of the things um, I, I thought that was interesting about iOS is the whole um, starting, uh, unlocking and starting your car thing. Oh, that looks wild. Uh, it's only going to be in the BMW 5 first, mm-hmm. if I remember that right. Um, I can do so that. Only, all it'll with, only be available with, to lawyers and serial killers. Basically, I can, I can that. do that all already with my truck, with the Ford app. But I thought it was interesting because none of that is like, that's an NFC. Is that an NFC? How are they doing that? Because like, I think they're working to make it part of a standard, but the idea that you can like, you know, I only ever see this stuff in rental cars and it's Mm -hmm. all so terrible Mm -hmm. and like third party. Like, please just let me get back to CarPlay, please, please, please. But in this case, that ability to give somebody limitations and send them a virtual key that expires. Yeah, like, like here, here, valet person, you can use your thing. Not not that you would do this as a valet person, but even if it was like your kid, like you want them to, oh, can I take the car tonight? Yeah. Under these circumstances, then. Yeah, and I'll be able to like watch where you are too. Right. I mean, I love all of that. And that's, you know, but like. That's something that if they do a standard would, I think, be really cool because then others could adopt that standard. And again, there would be this really nice integration because there's not a lot to love about the Ford app, for example. But oh, my God. Yes. You know, Uh, I would love to see a better standard there. I totally I totally agree. And also to I mean, there's I think it's my understanding um, that a fair amount of this stuff is pretty buggy. The Bluetooth stuff, the ability to like use amplifiers to like capture signals and yes. it's, like, it's all pretty monstrous caveman stuff right now and to have some kind of what a spec or an api for a secure way to do that mm-hmm. i mean i i hope that we need cars less by the time we come up with something like that but it's still useful for a lot of different things like why do we need a million different kinds of security devices it, what if we just had like well see i haven't really thought this through but it could go for house keys as well um, it could go for, um, you know, same way you'd have a key, uh, like a, um, like a card, a swipe card to get in a place that has certain restrictions and just turns into a piece of plastic once you're fired, like stuff like that's kind of cool. Okay. Let's wrap these up a couple more, uh, app clips still haven't tried yet. Um, SIRI, uh, looks like there's some good new stuff. Haven't spent time. That's on my list. Haven't done it yet. They said, 
it was said on a slide, one of their word salad slides, that you will now or soon be able to change the default email in browser apps. I think that's really cool, but I want to go back on record and we got a lot of feedback the last time I mentioned this, mm-hmm. but it is, it is true that the rendering engine used by all browsers on iOS is the same as the Safari rendering engine. So you can't change that, but what you can change is how, how you interact with it, what it, what everything around that. So if you're using, there's a, a duck, duck, go browser you can use with some neat privacy features there's the brave app you can use chrome all of these things but they are simply the wrapper around the rendering engine but being able to change that and being able to change the default email app i think it it, this is for me a finally kind of a thing because Mm -hmm. you know people want i think it would be really cool to be able to do that with the messaging app although messages is the best messaging app that i've ever tried and i've tried them all uh, but I really like this. I think it's about time and I think it's it, it acknowledges the fact that <clears throat> especially as there, you know, iOS bears down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, I, I think that's no, the main think reason that's they had to do it. it. This is such an uh, uh, Apple move. And don't you feel so, like they had no choice? I don't know if they had no choice. I do. I honestly don't know. I don't know enough to say, but. I, just just as a very quick alcove in passing, um, you know, there's a thing that we all do, I feel like. Um, we don't always distinguish between something that I want and something that is a good idea, regardless of whether I want it. And f- for me, this would be very much one of those, like, you know what, even if you don't want this, even if you don't need this, you should support things like this. Because this is, it doesn't harm you that it exists, even if you don't want and need it. It doesn't harm you that it exists. This is not directed to you, so just generically. But like, um, you know, especially when we go through these things and it's like, oh, that's a terrible idea. Well, is it a terrible idea or like, would you just not crave it right now? Because could you, because a good exercise in basic humanity is to look at why somebody else would need it. And you don't even, you don't even need to like father of a daughter or starving African child, this situation. You could just be a person and go like, you know, maybe somebody's in a situation where they need an extra level of like a certain kind of security or they need to be using, um, again, eventually maybe using something like signal, uh, maybe it'll allow you to do things like that. But you know, people have their reasons for wanting something different from the standard. It's not just that they're being persnickety. Right. So for example, with me, it was like now I switch into me mode. Uh, I love Safari and I, I have banned all other browsers except for Firefox, except for the most extreme circumstances. Cause sometimes I do want to go in totally blank and be nobody, um, just to like go see what something looks like. So mm-hmm. sometimes for testing, but man, I just, I'm, I'm not a technology expert, but boy, guys, I really would move away from Chrome if I were you. I really, all the reasons you like Chrome are some of the reasons why it's really bad to be using. It. Yeah, it's bad. It's gonna bite you someday, and like I would move away from that. If, so if you like my, the, if you like what Chrome offers, but hate well, everything that is Chrome on the outside of that, um, Brave is a really good solution mm-hmm, that I'll still recommend. Yeah. Anyhow, all I was gonna say in the me, me mode here is that uh, I've I, I love Safari. I'm all in on Safari. I love that it syncs. I've gotten better about utilizing bookmarks in smart ways, especially with regard to how I use it with LaunchBar. The way I use bookmarks with LaunchBar has come a long way. We could talk about that someday, but I've really gone back to something I used to love in the Mozilla days. I think it was Mozilla, but whenever you could first do saved searches where you could search, for example, it drives me bananas how hard it is to find my own goddamn tweet from (laughs) two weeks ago. Uh And so I have a saved search that is basically from colon hot dogs ladies and then a string and i type that string in launch bar and it goes and it finds it because that's the only way i know how to find anything on on twitter those safe searches anyway my point being i'm all in on safari i love safari feel great about safari very excited to see what happens with these uh new abilities with extensions uh that they mentioned but yeah i mean i wish i could shoot the ios i wish i could shoot all of apple's mail apps and all of its versions straight into the beating heart of the sun I hate it so much. It's so terrible. It's incredibly hostile. Uh, it sucks. And so, yeah, I use the Gmail app. So I, here's the thing. I cannot figure out how to do that. I looked in places and I read things 
And so I still need to discover how to do that. But I, I would love to see it get to where, like I say, you could choose, you could get too crazy with this. But I mean, think about the way we do it on a Mac. Now, what's that app that Jason Snell showed me that I'm using now? I think it's called, <laughs> is it called self-service? Um, but it's this thing where you can like add this thing to the, basically comes sort of like a contextual open with inside uh, your finder mm -hmm. items. And it's a way to very quickly shoot to something without having to go to that, that long ass menu. No, but like, for example, like the way that you have a default um, audio player, well, for any kind of suffixed file, it has a default app that it uses, right? So like .md, I mean, although I use NVAlt almost exclusively on my Mac to look at those files, I do have the default app set as bbedit. Because if I ever double click on something in the finder, it's not because I want to look at it in NVAlt, it's because I need to go do something with like HTML, right? Does that make sense? So that granularity makes, makes a ton of sense, but I, I, it would be neat if, uh, you know what, I'm just going to be thankful for now. I'm not going to say it would be nice if. I'm going to say I'm thankful. Uh, that's really cool. What else do I have here before we wrap up? Uh, I want to get back to you on the camera and how that went. Yeah. HomeKit things. Dan, uh, so far, you know, uh, 20 <laughs> hours in, 18, 16, some kind of hours in. Two thumbs up so far. Okay. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Yeah. You got an old iPad you could put this on? Yeah, I do. I'm going to do it you right after the show. IPad. I will. I'm not encouraging that for no, the listeners. I but would. It's, but, it's, but see, for me, it's perfect because I don't rely on the iPad for literally anything. And you're home. This is what Alexandra and I were saying. Like, what are, what are we going to do? We're home. Like, what, you know, <laughs> what's the emergency? I don't want my phone to go bad. But ordinarily, in my lizard brain reason for that is like, what if my kid's in a ditch and I don't know? Yeah. I don't know how the, having the phone would help with ditch detection. Didn't uh, they add know, that? Is that part of the... Now available on all 2021 models. Okay. Because, you know, you can tell now by... It listens for a squishing sound to... He, your, your watch listens for squishing oh, sound to... Oh, Dan. Oh, Dan. If you thought you were embarrassed when you accidentally set off SIRI, <laughs> imagine what you will now be doing to accidentally set off. I have no. Protection. What are you talking about? What would that be? What are you speaking I'm, about? I'm not washing my hands. I just need to have some self care. Do you? Why are you making a squishy noise at me? That's not funny. And then it's going to count down. It has a countdown for the squishing sound of how, how soon you should be done. A countdown. <laughs> <laughs> what if I, what if I take longer God. at what I'm doing? No, 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 no. <laughs> Button this up. I love you. Bye.